This is episode two with Dr. Verinder Kasbia. You get to hear her journey to becoming a chiropractor, obstacles she faced like gaining 60 pounds after an accident, and her experience on how to live a healthy life. Welcome to 8 Billion Gifts. This is your host, Sohil, a footballer, creative, and student. On this show, we talk to all kinds of people to discover their stories, their mindset, and their unique gift. Hey everyone, today we have Dr. Kasbia joining us. She was born in England and immigrated to Canada at an early age. It wasn't until she suffered from a chronic shoulder injury and tennis elbow that she accidentally discovered the chiropractor's office. She completed her degree in human kinetics at the University of Ottawa and went on to attend the renowned National College of Chiropractic in Chicago, Illinois, having been in a car accident, hence becoming sedentary, gaining over 60 pounds and having to rehab her spine, led her to an even greater understanding of injury and recovery. Her goals are to get you out of pain and back to the life you love through proper nutrition, chiropractic care, and exercise therapy. Dr. Kasvia, great to have you on. Hey, Sohail, nice to be here. Thank you all for having me. My pleasure. How are you? How's everything? Everything's good. Uh, I'm doing well. It's a Sunday afternoon. I've already got uh, a power yoga in and a uh, and a, a ten uh, a seven kilometer walk. And now that it's legal to use the monkey bars, I uh, did some chin ups when I was out for. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's <laughs> great a little to hear. Trend with all the little girls. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, what are you currently up to? I know we discussed a little bit earlier about the pandemic with the struggles and the obstacles, and you currently running your own business. How's that going? So that's, that's going well. Uh, I've been, this is my 20th year of practice. And I said at the nice. beginning of this year, I said, I want 2020 to be uh, a year of, of change and, uh, yeah. and new things. So, well, I got to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um, so in March, I guess the pandemic hit and I was contracting to a, um, a company here in Canada and uh, like everything else, we, we kind of shut down. And when things were able to reopen again, um, they've decided to open in phases. So currently the, the place I work at is, is not open yet. So I was like, I need to be able to serve my patients and my community. What can I do? And um, adaptability. So I learned that I can be adaptable. I'm luckily, uh, fortunately enough, I'm in a career where, you know, I can practice um, kind of anywhere. So I didn't have a physical space to practice out of. I tried uh, to find other spaces. I did not have a physical space. So I decided to start doing house calls. And uh, so that's really um, what I'm doing. I'm going to the comfort and safety of patients' home and homes and taking care of them. And it's been kind of neat because I also get to see functionally what people do like, Oh, okay. You're wearing flip-flops or you're barefoot on the hardwood floor. So maybe that's why your feet hurt or, you know, um, so not judging them, but also, you know, getting to know what people do functionally, which is a big part of my job is trying to figure things out. So, yeah. That's really cool. I love how you're able to adapt and still find a way to provide uh, care and to help other people uh, during this time. Yes. Yes. It's been uh, it's it's been really cool discovering that. I want to go back to you growing up. So you mentioned you kind of accidentally discovered your passion for chiropractic care through an injury, right? So you had, was it a shoulder injury and then yeah. tennis elbow? Yeah. I, I played uh, competitive tennis, field hockey, um, you know, soccer. Uh, you and I share that in common, but it was a uh, tennis injury. It was my, my shoulder, my right shoulder. Oh, okay. And I went to see the doctor and the doctor said, uh, it was in a medical building. So the doctor said, um, you know, go in and see, phys- you need physio. 
And I accidentally uh, turned right instead of left down the hallway and I ended up at a chiropractor's office. And we walked in and said, is this a physio office? And they said, no, this is a chiropractor. And then my mom was with me and she said, you know, this is a situation with my daughter's shoulder. Is there anything you can do to help? So later that afternoon, we had an assessment. And after the assessment, she let me know that, yes, this is what we can do to help. And it turned out that my shoulder injury was actually not just my shoulder. My elbow was not just my elbow. It was stemming from my neck because the nerves from the neck go to the shoulder and the elbow. So I thought that was so cool that something here could be affected by something here. Um, So that's how I ended up at the chiropractor's office. And I think as a child, I always wanted to know how things worked. My father is an engineer and um, we were like, I was like seven when my brother was born and we we got into a a fixer upper house, if you will. And so my dad was like, okay, um, here's a paintbrush. Let's, you know, start painting trim or here's a screwdriver. Uh, There was a door hinges that were loose and stuff. So I learned how things kind of worked. And I really like that. And some of my patients call me like the body engineer, but it's really, I, I just wanted to know how things work and why they don't when they do and what can I can do to, to help them. So I think I translate that into practice. It's always like, okay, let's do some investigating. Let's figure out why things don't help. So when I went to that Cairo appointment, it was the same, same thing. Like they figured out, okay, you have an issue with your shoulder, but really what's going on. Right. It's like mm-hmm. a, if a door hinge is, is squeaky or if your door, why it's not just the door hinge. It could be the, the alignment of the door. Right. So I just, I'm fascinated with stuff and how things work. And Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I want to go to the car accident you had, because that was definitely a big moment in your life. Um, what was that process like? And then what mindset got you through it? So I was in a, it was a single car collision. Um, I was going into an S-shaped curve and the car flipped and rolled. I had just got a new car and it had something called electronic stability. And I guess the car corrected and I overcorrected. So I ended up flipping and rolling. And um to cut a long story short, I, I was, doctors are the worst patients. I actually was like, you know, I'm no, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm fine. You know, and they were like, ma'am, you've got, you got blood, you know? So I ended up, did not go to the, the, the hospital later on, you know, I, I ended up going to the doctors and uh, it was about a month or so later that my friend who was a radiologist said we should do a scan and, and uh, mm-hmm. check things out. And when he did, he's like, called me right away and said, you know, you've got, disc herniation in your neck and then you've got four disc herniations or bulges in your in your spine and uh that's when i started to feel things um because sometimes when you have a car accident you may not feel things until later on that's why it's important to get care kind of right away and um i wasn't able to be i'm always i'm usually active and uh i wasn't able to return to the sports that i liked you know soccer i'd try something and then i'd I'd get injured or i'd do something and it would set me back and so i ended up um, becoming sedentary there was a few other factors with the sedentary factor I, i bought a house and you know paid a little attention to the house and less attention to my my health and well-being and uh, so, yeah, slowly, I guess I ended up gaining weight and the weight was, it was at least, it was 60 pounds. Yeah. Wow. So then that also impacted my, it was like this loop, right? The weight gain affected the injury because you're heavier and when you're heavier, your body carries more um, stress and strain on it. So you're not able to do activity as much. So I think, I think mentally that also played a toll because um, 
you know, I was not fitting into clothes I was fitting into, just, just be real here. And, but also not being able to be as active as I was. And I got used to being a little, besides work, I got used to being um, sedentary. Uh, and until one day, I think I saw a picture of myself and I, I also was not able to do something that I, I liked doing. And I stepped on a scale and I also had my, um, body fat composition measured. I think it was 36%. And I was like, no. Um, and I also had some blood work done and the blood work showed that, uh, I was kind of, um, a little high on the blood sugar and my whole family's diabetic and I did Mm. not want to go that route. So the mindset was, okay, you know, what do you know? And I was like, I know how the body works. I also know nutrition through education Mm. and I know exercise. So I took some swimming lessons because swimming, as you know, is non-weight bearing and uh, there was no stress on my joints. I actually relearned how to swim and just, you know, one week at a time that became my exercise and it became easier to do until I could weight bear. And uh, by weight bear, I mean, do things like jog and uh, other things, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't weight bearing. I was working throughout my whole, my whole injury. So I learned a new sport, which was swimming. And then it just became cool. And I think patients started getting motivated and little by little, uh, the weight started coming off and I started to find my active, healthy lifestyle again by listening to what I would tell patients, you know, just to be easier in your body, be kind to your body, take care of your body and it will take care of you. So, yeah. Well, that's incredible. I love how it was a process of, you know, first you had the setback. It seems like you got into that sedentary lifestyle, but then you were able to find your way through it. And through that, you were able to learn so much more and then take it to what you do right now with the chiropractic care, right? That's right. And I think my patients really motivated me. Um, nice. I've always, through the whole thing, I've been through the, through the whole injury, through the whole car accident, I chose to work. And that was enough physical because my job is very physical. That was enough mm-hmm. physically to take a toll on me. And I had to adapt the way I, I did um, my part, chiropractic care as well. But people, people motivate me. Everybody, you know, my best friend in Pembroke was, was 78 years old, you know, and yeah. uh, he, he taught me everything I know about woodworking, but you know, he also was 78 and, and then 88, but was still active and moving. So that always motivates me. I'm like, okay, I've got a 92 year old and she walks every single day. Or my grandmother's 93 and she's mobile. So, so people definitely um, motivate me. So there was that. I had a, yeah. a lot of help. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. For those who are going through a setback and in the moment, it seems like, oh, life's just hitting me. I don't know what to do. How can you take a setback and transform it into an opportunity for growth and discovery? Because it seems like that's exactly what you did. It may have taken some time, but the outcome was great for you. That's a really good question, Sahil. And I've I've learned that through this pandemic. And I'm going to cross two things over if that's okay. Um, Community. I've learned the importance of community. And even though, you know, my patients weren't at, like we're talking about the the weight gain and the the injury, they didn't know it at the time, but I had this little community of people that I kept looking, you know, to support from our motivation. And then the swimming community became a community. Through this pandemic, I live alone. um, Mm -hmm. And I went into complete isolation because I have my own space here. I don't have kids or a family, but um, I learned and I'm very extroverted so I learned to reach out to community again, um, whether it was Zoom yoga, um, 
your mom put me in touch with you. I don't know if the viewers know this or not, but I've never met Sohail. And uh, she's like, you know, you need to meet my son. And, and anyhow, uh, it, it was so, it was yeah. really, it was really cool. Uh, she's all also had men- mentioned in a yoga training, uh, Katie Hughes, Sohail's mom and I did mm-hmm. our yoga teacher training together. And uh, we developed this, uh, we had a wonderful class and again, community. And when I had my setback, what we talked about, yoga helped a bit, but I got impatient, uh, to be honest. I didn't like it until a few years ago where I had uh, another little step. I was just a little overwhelmed with, with work and I was doing two practices. I had Kanata and my Pembroke office. And um, I really was uh, a bit overwhelmed and someone suggested to me yoga. And so I went to a yoga class. It was a restorative yoga class. And there I learned to find my breath and it may not seem like much but it was that connection of breath so i went to one class i went to another class i went to a third class and i learned to breathe again that internal connection and through the yoga i also discovered community like we just talked about and then from that community i got encouragement to maybe try my yoga teacher training which i did and uh it has opened up a whole new world for me. I did it as a personal thing. And now I, I teach and I also teach yoga teachers, um, uh, anatomy and physiology. So I've been able to combine the two together and it's transformed, um, my practice and, you know, even brought me more joy from what I do, but I would say, find your breath first, um, listen to your heart, listen to your body, uh, connect with yourself uh, befriend yourself and know that you can do it and don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like I would sometimes put out through this pandemic, just a little messages saying, check in on your extrovert friends because they may not be doing that well. And then I get a text from somebody saying, Hey, extrovert, how's it going? And it's yeah. just like the world. So that, that, that community, you know, whether whoever it is, like whether it's somebody you've never met, like I've never met you before and, and you've been yeah. quite helpful in, in my journey. Um, so you actually taught me a lot about adaptability, Sohail. You know, sure, you also, sure. I think took your, I don't know if you always did the Zoom online training, but. Um, no, it's something we actually started ever since the pandemic really got serious. And I love the whole thing you talked about, uh, the importance of community, having one, but then also going and kind of dissecting your community and make sure you have people who are there to support you. Because when times are good, it's it's easy to cheer people on, but when times are difficult, when you're going through setbacks, obstacles, it's important to have those people to kind of support you and help you out and keep you motivated and keep you going. It's very important. Yeah. Very, very important. And even if you don't say anything or you don't ask for help, but just to either physically or virtually, as we've all learned mm. now, know that there's somebody there. Always know that there's someone who's got your back. And I think that was for sure. That was really important. And then also know that you have your own back. You know, know that how strong you are. Because yeah. we're stronger than we think. That's another thing I've learned. Love it. Through your experience, how do you build a strong community? Yeah, you reach out. You reach out. I guess it's easier when you're an extrovert like myself. <laughs> yeah. um, and your mom had mentioned, for example, take a person. Your mom had mentioned you several times and I hadn't reached mm-hmm. out. And then finally I was like, I'm going to reach out to this dude and, and see this young man and see what, what happens. And I'm so glad that I, I, I did because um, you gave me encouragement to, because I'm not technologically inclined whatsoever, but you gave me a, uh, you know, some encouraging tips to, you know, build your online presence or, you know, this is what you can do. And I, I didn't know that about myself and I discovered it. I would say, I would say reach out. I think there's lots of forums and places out there. Um, I started doing 
yoga kind of online. Um, and because I missed my gym, I love going to the gym. I love seeing people and I love getting that motivation again from people. And it wasn't there, but through this whole zoom thing, um, there was that, there was that connection. And I think also setting boundaries, like, uh, you, you kind of know, like you listen to your gut, you know, who's got your back or, you know, who supports you and, uh, and people who don't, then you, you don't need them in your, you know, your life. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's also incredible how nowadays we have Zoom, we have all these different platforms where we can connect with people virtually. And it's funny how far a simple connection can go. Just that that initial approach of getting to know someone can be years of friendship. Uh, that's really cool. I'm curious to hear now that we're in the pandemic, a quarantine life, uh, what's one new habit or lifestyle change that you've been trying to take on or have taken on and have felt that it's been really beneficial? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say taking the time uh, for yourself. I'm a very busy individual. I'm a busy chiropractor and some would maybe even say workaholic. I've learned that life's just not about work. Um, and I knew that uh, there's a work life balance, but uh, you really have to take time for yourself. And there's more that defines us than just there was, I had to redefine myself because I was like, I'm Brenda the chiropractor. I'm not just Brenda the chiropractor. I'm Brenda the person that likes to go for a walk at 6am in the morning. And I didn't know that because mm-hmm. I didn't have the opportunity of time to do that. I'm Brenda who likes to, you know, the, there's no gym, but I like to find a tree with, with horizontal branches yeah. <laughs> and, do, and do chin-ups, you know, in the middle of yeah. nature because it makes me feel good and it's nature. And um, I'm Brenda who likes to cook and I'm Brenda who loves to connect through music. Like this, I just bought this little, you probably can't see it, but I bought myself a Bang & Olsen uh, sound uh, system. Nice. I don't yeah, and I thought uh, I thought I'd be like this person sitting watching Netflix all day long um, and catching up with movies. But what I've discovered is I really enjoy listening to music. And I remember when I had my practice in 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 Pembroke for eighteen years, music was a huge part of practice. So I've re brought that in. Um, Yoga, my yoga practice, I, I always joked to your mom that I was the newbie in the class because uh, I did not have as much yoga experience as everyone else. So I really tried to catch up uh, with my yoga um, practice there. So. Yeah, so I've discovered all these things that I either forgot that I liked um, or I like, and I like spending, discover that I like spending time with myself. As extroverted as I am, it's okay to mm-hmm. spend time with yourself and, and sure nourish yourself so yeah that's really cool no i love that you've been able to discover these things and it seems like this whole pandemic has been a great opportunity for people to have more time with themselves and to to find their identity again do you have any tips for someone who may be stuck in a routine or maybe stuck doing the same thing over and over and again uh, to kind of get out of that and rediscover what makes them happy what gets them excited what gets them interested any tips on that yeah a few things i think we touched upon community maybe um checking out different, whether it's mm-hmm. online or, or, you know, going for a walk. There's a lots of little walks and outdoor gym kind of things. And now the gyms are open again. So I think trying those things, um, just, just trial and error, I would say. And, uh, what do you have to lose? You know, you, I think you have more to gain than you do to lose. Like, uh, I discovered I, I don't like reading. <laughs> That's something I discovered, but I had to discover that because, uh, yeah. by reading, you know, I'm like, yeah, so unless it's nerdy, I won't, I won't read it. So yeah. Have you tried audiobooks? 
I have. I like audiobooks, podcasts. Yeah, I like podcasts for sure. They make, you know, you're sitting there, you're walking and you're, um, mm-hmm. you know, listening to other people's uh, uh, opinions. And you can always learn from a podcast, right? You always, I think you can always learn from everything. So For sure. What's the most fulfilling thing about your job? Another great question. We're ringing it. I, I just love it when people are able to either try something they've never tried before or, you know, for example, you know, I can play with my grandchildren more readily because I have the mobility that I didn't have before or, Hey, my um, golf swing improved. Uh, I didn't realize how much, you know, the spine has to do with golf. There's nothing better than hitting a solid ball in. in yeah. golf. Um, I think when I see people discover uh, things that they've never tried before, or they're discovering their optimal level of function. Mm-hmm. That really makes me really happy to see that they're able to do do more, or they've become healthier. Yeah, I really love that, and it brings me great joy. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned this is your twentieth year entering chiropractic care. So over the last twenty years, um, what have you noticed are some common themes of things that may bring pain or stress to people, and what can they look out for to avoid those things? That's a, man. Where do you come up with these questions? That's a question. <laughs> um, overuse. Yeah. And I think over the last twenty years, I have seen um, more people sit at desks. But I've also seen more of this phone multiple hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, which is alarming to me because I'm seeing kids now. um, I'm not, I'm not texting as I'm just trying to show you, but I'm seeing kids text more and their necks Mm -hmm. are doing this. And there's actually a text neck. And when you start bending your head forward like this, the stress on the spine can increase up to 60 pounds plus. So the stress on your neck, when you start looking down like that, uh, causes waist stress on your neck. So I'm seeing now youth and kids with, you know, shoulder pain and tingling and that that shouldn't be. So that's what I've, I've seen. And then that's all preventable. A lot of it is preventable, you know, ergonomics um, addressing the issue. Uh, what else have I seen? Um, a lot of weekend warriors. <laughs> Uh, which is, it's nice. It's nice to try new things. Like I, now people are returning to the gym after months. Right. So I think it's important to slowly adapt and slowly go back to things. Just like if you were to be a weekend warrior and be like, I'm going to try golf this weekend. Well, get a lesson, take a lesson, uh, or two or three and, um, you know, listen to what the instructor is saying, listen to your body, listen to your healthcare provider, always check with them first before you should do something. Sure. That's great. Uh, let's end off with this. If there's one mindset um, or one thing that people can keep um, into account kind of through this pandemic and moving forward to live a healthier, more fulfilled life, what would that be? Well, I would definitely say listen to your body, listen to your heart. I think our our bodies are our wisest teacher, whether it's physically mm-hmm. or mentally. But I also would like to share this with um, listeners, I think. And a lot of people, you know, as hard as, as the time has been, I don't know anybody who hasn't gone through hardships through this pandemic, whether it's grief or, or um, you know, anxiety or what have you. But there's also been some great lessons. And if you do things, there's a quote um, by a poet named Rumi, R-U-M-I. And he says, when you do things from your soul, a river flows through you, a joy. Mm-hmm. And rediscovering what makes you joyful, um, 
I think will take you a long, long way. I'm fortunate enough that I have a career that brings me incredible joy every day. I don't feel like I'm going to work. Um, and I've rediscovered that that fulfillment, even going to mm-hmm. people's homes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little homeless in work and meaning I don't have a physical location to practice, but I do. I mean, I, I go into people's homes and that still brings me joy. It still fulfills me after 20 years and after 20 years and four months of having a break through this pandemic, it still yeah. brings me great joy. So I would say do things that make you make you happy and don't be afraid to try new things and, um, you know, befriend yourself because uh, you're pretty cool and you're stronger than you know. So, yeah. That's great advice. Love it. What does the next six months to a year look like for Dr. Casbia? And then let the listeners know where they can find you, your website, social media. Thank you. Uh, the next six, wow, man, this guy comes up with these great questions. <laughs> right now I'm doing, like I said, I'm doing the house calls cause I'm waiting mm-hmm. to see if I have a, a location to practice out of or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite enjoying it. I like driving. I like listening to music. So I'm doing those two things while I'm doing my house calls. Um, so I'll continue to do that. Uh, hopefully find a physical location. And when I do, I will still like to do the house calls. Um, there's been a lot of possibilities in yoga too. I have a yoga teacher that's, that has this quote, she goes to all possibilities and a whole new world is opened up for me. I've gotten hired to do, you know, teach yoga teachers yoga. I've gotten hired to do a special workshop in um, September on, on breathing. So I'm going to be doing the, the breath work anatomy and, and breakdown of uh, the science of, of breathing. And I think it was influenced by the COVID and, um, because with anxiety and with stress come shallow breathing. So we're going to, we're going to talk about, about breath work. So there's been all these little possibilities that have been super, super cool. So I am opening myself up and allowing myself to um, allow all possibilities, any possibility to happen. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be adaptability. There's going to be some new things in there. Um, one thing that will remain the same is, is my care and my uh, joy and, and my love for what I do. So wherever it is, you know, and that's one thing I've learned, wherever it is, it still brings me the same amount of joy. So I don't know where I'll be, nice. but we, yeah. we people, that's what I can say. Nice. That's really exciting. I'm, I'm so happy we connected. And if there's ever anything you need that I can help out with, with your business, anything, let me know. Um, I'm excited to be part of your journey for the next couple of months yeah, and years. And, yeah, for you sure. You influenced me so much. I mean, you know, I think uh, it's just been great. I'm so glad that I listened to your mom and was like connected with you. It's uh, You've taught me so much and I'm so grateful from the bottom of my heart for everything. You, you Likewise. Do. You know, whether it's, uh, okay, you got to do this or, you know, the lighting's not right here, you know, whatever you've done. If I, if I, if I had, uh, if I may say this, if I had, I don't have a a son or I have a nephew, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be very proud of you. And I'm very proud of you for doing what you've done. Thank Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. And um, guys, if you need any help with chiropractic care, with anything related to life, Dr. Uh, Verinder Kasvia has so much experience and so much joy and energy. And um, I'm sure she'd love to connect with any of you. Reach out to her and make it happen. Yeah. So it's www.drkasvia.com or social media. I think it's, what is it? Sohail, is it, a, is it called hashtag or Twitter handle? It's at Dr. Kasvia's Instagram. Yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> right. And it's uh, Dr. Kasvia on Facebook. If you have any questions or you just want to say hi, I'd be happy to say hello and uh, I'll be out there. 
Look That's forward awesome. to some of you. And uh, so, yeah, I look forward to meeting you in person someday. Of course. Yeah, it'll happen real soon. Yeah, good. Real soon, Maybe yeah. we'll kick a soccer ball around or something. Of course, of course. We'll, we'll get you out of retirement playing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm excited to see you upload more content on your social media and then we'll be in touch and hopefully we'll see each other soon in person. Okay. Take care. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 8 Billion Gifts podcast. Check out the links in the description if you are looking to get connected with this week's guest. This is a great platform to expand your network, connect with people who come on, and to learn something new at the same time. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring a new story and mindset. In the meantime, keep learning, keep growing, and have an amazing day.